The following program features language some listeners may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Hip Hop Cymru Wales, a podcast exploring the trails and untold tales of Welsh hip hop. My name is Luke Bailey and I'm a podcaster, best known for the Fly Fidelity podcast. And I'm talking to key players about the notable and nuanced evolution of Welsh hip hop history. Welcome to the program. For our fifth and final episode, we're closing season two with an extended edition of the show featuring special guests Emma Milam, Motion Control Dance, Rosanna Carles, Michael Glasgow, Jamie Berry, and Rachel Pedley, all of whom are members of UK Breaking. Enjoy the pod. Hi, my name is Emma Malham. I'm the founding director of Motion Control Dance based in Barry in the Vale of Glamorgan in Wales. Um, I've been dancing since the age of three and my earliest memory, I would say, was about the age of 11 um, at the youth disco, watching like the older kids break out, doing all the hip hop moves and breaking, like making ciphers and that. And I was just like, wow, I wanted, I want to learn how to do that. I want to learn how to do that. And I think then having um, MTV come on TV when I was about 12, that sort of really sort of pushed me into the hip hop scene um, because we were seeing all the acts from America come over. We dropped me in the music videos. It was all the hip hop dancing that I just loved. So, yeah, um, Live Aid was an early, one of my early memories as well with Salt and Pepper. They blew my mind. Um, and I even had the haircut. That's how much um, they inspired me. And but for the breaking, especially, I think it was the film Breaking back in the back in the eighties, like late eighties. Yeah. So I was only ten, something like that. And um, yeah, it was just like I want to learn. And like I've done all the traditional ballet, tap, modern, um, but it was like actually, I want to, I want to learn street and break so that was like my earliest memories of the style how would you describe this thing locally and in wales at that time oh um at that time it was brand new like i so i was i would say i was about 10 yeah about 10 when i really started sort of seeing it like on tv flash dance was my favorite film and it was in like there was a breaking scene in there and um, I'd heard, I so I live in Roos, which is a little village just by the airport outside of Barry. And um, I'd heard about these breaking battles in Butlin's camp that used to be on Barry Island, but I was too young to get in. So I think I was about 13 when I managed to sneak in there. 
and um, watch all these men, like all these old boys battling. And I was just in awe of what they could do, how they could move their bodies with such grace and such such expression. Do you know what I mean? And the like the yeah. physique of them all, like seeing them spin on their head like thousands of times, it was like jaw dropping for me. So yeah, that like that was, but apart from that, it I didn't really, there wasn't it like I didn't see a scene. It was just like this odd thing. But I actually got one of the boys to teach me to head spin. <laughs> and he taught me on a vinyl record label. <laughs> so uh yeah, that was that was a bit of a funny memory I had back in the day. Would you go as far to say that that would have been the moment that made you realize the potential of breaking? It did, but um, because I love all dance forms, I didn't actually ever become a breaker, a big girl. Um, I was always a wannabe. <laughs> I want to be a big girl. Um, I could bust out some of the, the foundations, but I never trained hard enough to actually take it to that next step. Like I was, I was just dabbling in all, all different street styles um, and hip, but like, but the old school hip hop is what's true at my heart. So I like, I learned, it was, it was the party piece whenever I got drunk that I'd throw down and do a one-handed handstand and the, like the worm and everything. But yeah, it was more, I just incorporated it into my hip hop rather than being a breaker. So it was very much an amalgamation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the like the it was the old school hip hop that was my forte. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Missy Elliott, Salt and Pepper, TLC, Queen Latifah, like they all inspired me so much. But also listening to like and and WA, Public Enemy, Mary J. Blige was another huge one, Lauren Hill, De La Soul, like all those sort of bands um really inspired me because they all had their own unique put, their uniques, what, what am I saying? Their unique sort of touch to hip hop. It, was, it wasn't all the same back in the day. Like nowadays, I just find that it's it all sounds the same for me. But um, yeah, it was, I then moved away in um, the early 93, I moved away to go to uni to study dance and again I I went out from it then because it was all contemporary dance that I was training because back then there was no street colleges or like street dance wasn't taught in the studio it was in in the clubs do you know what I mean in the discos and that so mm. it was only when I moved back to Wales again I realized that there was no scene whatsoever in my town um because like the camp the Butlins camp had shut down so that all that whole scene had disappeared. So I set up a street dance class when I moved back in the turn of the millennium. <laughs> Saying that makes me sound really old. <laughs> um, where where yeah, I literally put a poster up the local school, and I had seventy young girls and about ten boys turn up to do my class, and I was like, wow, this is this isn't it? Like this is something that's wanted, like. So all the street dance movies were coming out at the time. And yeah, so I, I managed to set up um, Barry Boy Breakers in 2008 with Children Need Funding. And we've, yeah, to sort of keep 
keep the boys off the streets and have an avenue for them, um, which saw at the time, it, they, I, I think we had about 25 in our class each week, aged from, I think my son was the youngest, um, who was about six, and then all the way up to 15. And yeah, I managed to get a few of the different B-boys from Wales to come, in, come and teach. So Slamo came in, um, Alex Brown, Callum, we trained Callum up, or B-boy Aussie, I never, I don't know his real name, his B-boy name now. But Callum Locke, he came and um, I trained him up as a dance leader and he ended up then t- taking our break-in classes. Um, so, yeah, and hopefully, like, for us, like, the scene changed then. The boys, like, it started to fizzle out. And I, even, I would say 2015, it started fizzling out. So I start, I introduced it, I opened it up for the girls. And at the moment now... We've got a group of 15 kids, 10 of them are females and they are, I am so pleased to be part of the next generation of B-boys and B-girls. All of whom you're helping to elevate this representation of your expression, you know, yeah, well, in Wales. I think that's the main thing. So for us, um, the B-boy ethos of, do you know what I mean, sense, self-expression, peace, love and unity and having fun is the main thing for us. So even though we don't just do break-in, that ethos runs right the way through our charity. Um, yeah. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> what about moves? Are there any specific moves from your teaching that you oh. think have stayed and pushed the kids? I'm, I'm an, like I've said, I'm an old school party dancer. So like the running man was one of my fortes. Um like the Cabbage Patch, Steve Martin, the Smurf, all those, all those moves back in the day, and I still teach them now. And the kids actually find it hysterical when I say, "Are well, you going to learn the Bart Simpson?" And they're like, "What? That's a TV character." I was like, "Well, that's what hip hop did back in the day. It took, it took things that were relevant and used them to sort of start the the style." So, yeah. Well, can you tell me about who you're teaching today? fantastic group i'm well i i'm actually getting a bit old now so breaking and street has sort of i've stuck sort of calmed down from teaching those and i've got fantastic tutors such as b-boy flexton uh taking like our b-boys and b-girls to the next level they've got um the contraptions to sort of teach them the air flares safely and um, the back spins so they're actually learning how the move like using the momentum using the um what are they called hoists so we've got the hoists hanging from the ceiling um which they think is great and it's really helped them come on with their technique um well we've they've attended a couple of jams over the last well since covid um hydro jam and the year of the last week last year and yeah, Hyper T and uh, QSAS both took top two spaces in the under 18s last year. So um, it wasn't, it, it was an eye opener because we sort of took over. I think there was maybe four or five other B boys and B girls from other schools, but that was it. It was like, okay, well, where, where, who else is teaching breaking? Mm-hmm. And 
I've been told that not many people in places in Wales are still teaching it anymore. So, which is a real shame because the kids do love it. They they get so much out of it, their confidence, their their strength, their stamina. Like, and it is that un- unity, that family. They are have become one big family, which is lush to see. It really is. It really is. What about progress? What does the future of breaking in Wales look like for you personally? Oh, well, going going back 12, 12 years, I took 16 dancers to the IDO uh, Street Dance Championships in Germany. And again, the scene was big. It was, um, I started the IDO Wales competitions back with Roberta back in 2001. And I think those competitions really sort of started making a platform to um, inspire and encourage like the style. Um, But it was nice when we went to Germany because I had four lads who had only been training for a couple of years and I took them for the experience to actually go to a world championships. And one of the boys actually took 16th place in the breaking championships. So that was a big, big plus for Wales. Yeah, it's on the map. But um, moving forward, I'm hoping that we can actually get more funding status for the style, especially now it's within the Olympics. So dancers actually feel that there's progression because I don't think there's there's that progression in Wales. Dancers tend to sort of get to a certain level and then all go to England. So it's it's about keeping like fair enough going off to England to train, but then coming back and actually take teaching the next generation what you've learned is like huge for me so I would actually hope really would like to see some of the Welsh b-boys come back and uh, start giving back to the next generation you said it yourself you were talking about the philosophy of each one teach one and this is something you've learned as much as they've learned yeah and I'm wondering how it's what you've learned over the past five challenging years doing this oh what have I learned that is again it's just watching it's giving them a platform to express themselves through movement like so that's that's my that's our main mission is enriching lives through movement it's just uplifting individuals to be the best versions of themselves and it, and if they can express themselves through music and movement then I I'm doing my job seeing them smile giving them opportunities like a lot of our dancers um our dance studio is actually based in an area that's got five um multiple deprivation areas three of them with a like super input so like the top 10 well top 15 percent deprived areas in the uk so actually giving them opportunities and platforms to do things that they would never have done before is again something that we try to push so if because there's not that many battles in Wales we do tend to sort of do trips to go um I've taken them to uh what's the one in in London break uh breaking convention right I'm sorry my brain is I'm getting old I'm getting scatty (laughs) um but somebody that I would love to have come and work with us is ill abilities. Like mm. when I saw them, those group of breakers, I was just like, wow, yes. Like we, we've, we've got a lot of disabled dancers in our dance program, but none of them have gone for the break-in. It's all more mainly the creative work. So I would love to actually have, 
ill abilities come down one day, hopefully, if the funding, or maybe even go over to Canada on a trip and do a session with ill abilities. But yeah, they I think there's there's so much scope and it's breaking down those barriers and broadening horizons that um I'm hoping that we'll see in the future. You're listening to the breakers from Motion Control Dance. Hi, I'm B Gail Q Sass. And my first memory was me on the ground trying to learn, I think it was a baby freeze. I wasn't able to do that and Jamie said try a chair freeze. I was able to do that straight away and I was really mad at him. Um, I discovered breaking when my mum was like scrolling, seeing what else stances I could do at my age. And we saw breaking, I thought it would be really cool. And my first impressions were, could I do it? Hi, I'm B-Boy Quicksilver. My first impression of breaking was that looks really cool and easy. Um, but then it turned out to be really hard and I, I thought it was really hard. And I think I found it three years ago, started breaking. Hi, I'm B-Boy Freezy and I think I started breaking two years ago. My first impressions were it would be really hard and I wouldn't be able to do it. Hi, I'm Beagle Kilimari. I discovered breaking around two years ago. And my first impression was it looked really cool and if I could do it, then that would be amazing. Hi, I'm Beagle Mini Bros. I've been doing breaking for about three to four years now. My favorite memory has always been in the quiet one in the, in the corner. Um, and I always used to find it entertaining watching others do it. Hi, I'm B-Girl Sassy B, and I started breaking about two years ago. And um, my favourite memory is when I came, I started, and I didn't know anyone, and I was silent at the whole lesson, and I didn't want to do any of the moves. And then the second day I came in, and I did about three of the moves that we were meant to learn at home, and I did them. And my first impression is of breaking is that it would be really cool and easy, but it wasn't. It was really hard. Hi, I'm R Guys, and my first memory is me arguing with James saying that count is a word. I was very wrong, and I was very mad. Um, I discovered breaking when my, I wasn't allowed in the house during the summer holidays because I wasn't. So they put me up for all the dance classes in the summer holiday, and one of them was breaking. Um, I discovered it, I think, around two years ago, and my first impressions were that it was really hard and it was painful. Hi, I'm Dizzy D, and I discovered breaking two years ago. My first memory was coming in summer holidays and trying out new things, and I was so like put on the point that I wouldn't be able to do anything like freezes, but by the end of it, I did. And I'm really mad because I said I couldn't and then I did it. And my first impression was that it was so hard, like it looked so hard to do, but it was really cool and I really wanted to try it.
I'm B Gail Q Sass. So my favourite things about learning and watching it is that it's really interesting and you don't know what's happening, when it's going to happen, it's all just like flowing and when you learn it it's just so much fun because you can just make up your moves and you just feel free. Um, hi, I'm B-Boy Quicksilver. Um, my favourite things when I'm watching Breaking and Learning It is it looks really cool and it flows really well. So, yeah. Hi, I'm B-Boy Freedom. Um, my favourite things are like ha the style and how other people like do their moves and their movement. Hi, I'm B-Girl Kilimari and my fav some of my favourite things uh, while watching Breaking is um, I love the power moves and how they look. Hi, I'm Beagle Mini Rose and I think Breaking is like a funky style which even watching people's entertaining where you see them do it themselves. Hi, I'm Beagle Our Guide and my favourite thing is watching Breaking because I get actually my favourite thing is watching it because I think it's really cool and creative. And when I think about breaking when I'm learning it, um, it's really hard and I get really angry at myself and I just quit on the floor like a starfish. Hi, I'm B-Girl Sassy B and what I love about breaking is um, gymnastics moves because I like doing them because I like learning them different ways in breaking and um, I like watching it because I get inspiration from everyone in this room. Hi I'm Dizzy D and my favourite thing about breaking is when I can see everyone else's creativity because I love being creative myself. Hi I'm B-Girl Sassy B and I like my style because and um, I like it because um, I like doing all my tricks and I pull them out at random and I like doing the win and um, I like my zass because I like flicking my hair at people. Hi, I'm B-Boy Quicksilver. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen me dance, I think um, I really just enjoy breaking and I think I express myself well. Hi, I'm Beagle Kilimari and I would describe my style as creative and yeah. Hi, I'm Wild Guide and I would describe my style I would describe my style as a bit strange and unique because I am a bit strange. Hi, I'm Bigel Q Sass and I would like to see more people, more girls trying to do it. And I think like girls if you're like missing, I think like you should try to get involved because there's loads of boys out there and I think girls have more sass, have more confidence. And I think, like, boys kind of, like, just look at us and think, oh, they're not going to do it. And then we probably are most better than boys, most boys in Wales. 
So I think just just try your best and like get more dancers out there and just just have fun with it. Like there's no wrong. Uh, hi, I'm P Boy Quicksilver. Uh, I'd like to see more like local battles, more battles going on generally in Wales because there's not that many. Hi, I'm B Boy Freezy, and I'd like to see more opportunities and like battles and things to do, like ciphers. Hi, I'm B Girl Kilimare, and I'd like to see more opportunities and jams in Wales. Hi, I'm Beagle Mini Rose, and I'm hoping to see more workshops for drinking and others. I'm Hyper T. My first memory of breaking was when I was watching my old breaking teacher called Callum. He was doing a throwdown, and I thought it was really amazing. <laughs> so I wanted to do it like all the time. I loved it from day one. Um, after seeing him battle, I was really impressed, so I kept going on. I've been dancing now for like over five years for breaking. So yeah, I've kept it going. Who would have been some of the breakers in the beginning that made you want to dance? Can you talk about some of those influences? So obviously I had B-Boy Callum, which was yep. my old teacher. I've had a couple from over the years, I'd say the last two, three years, which would be like B-Boy Nene, B-Boy Marcus, B-Girl Terra, B-Girl Narumi, and B-Girl Ayumi. What do you think you learnt from them specifically? I think I've learned a lot of different techniques and the way they like foreshadow the like persona, I'd say. Like their style is kind of similar to mine. I think it's like the in your face sort of style. I I quite like it. The way I describe it would be like weird and wacky, quite funky. And majority of the time I'm like a wiggly worm or an octopus, just trying to make everyone laugh, pretty much. Love that. Do you think that breaking has helped you and helps you as a coping mechanism in any way, in a way that's different than when you weren't dancing? Yeah, breaking has helped me a lot with like anger problems and with keeping my brain active during hard times. It's been an amazing coping mechanism for me in that way. You must have some favourite memories. What about memories? What, what is it you think about when you think about those favorite memories, dancing with motion. I have a really good funny memory actually. Um, it's my favorite of all time. When Jamie used to teach, like at the start, before we had him properly, he used to come in and teach like little sessions. And in one of those sessions, um, I started an argument with him. <laughs> so I thought it was really funny. It was about windmills. And as soon as I listened to what he said, it worked. So I got highly angry, upset with myself, got frustrated, sat in the corner. But it was funny. <laughs> so yeah, it was about a move, a particular move that I thought I wasn't able to do. But it turns out I was wrong anyway. And you did it. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Amazing, amazing. Session. What kind of changes would you like to see take place within breaking in the future? 
I like to see more local breaking jams and competitions, although um, I'd like to go to battles in different places and or different countries to put Wales out there, like on, like put the UK on the maps um, and say like, hey, we're here. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. Also, I would like to see more like disabled breakers and dancers because I think it's a superpower on our side because um, it's with us. It works with us, not against us. Hi, I'm Rosanna Carlos, um, B-Girl Rosa, living in Aberystwyth at the moment. Um, I learned how to break in London because there was nothing here at the time when I was searching for hip-hop and breaking and dance so I had to skirt to Bristol and then skirt to London and then um yeah just learn everything that I know from all the old very old heads now actually um I don't know if any of them are still on the scene um all the local youth centers and stuff and then and then I came back to Wales. I mean, I did lots of stuff, obviously, in London. I was there for 10 years. Um, lots of battles. I never did any international battles. That's the one thing. You know what? I actually didn't leave London much just because there was such an amazing scene. There was, it's the time that, like, Jump Off and Throw Down, obviously, Breaking Convention. There was, like, loads of amazing competitions constantly every weekend. I was also in a street crew as well. So I was doing stuff with my street crew and they're called myself. The choreographer is Chloe Dean. She's like, a well, she's an amazing international um, choreographer and artist. And she taught me all like the funk styles as well. So we were always training lock-in and house and popping. And she loved that I did all the break-in. So I just did all the break-in for the, for the crew. Um, and we, yeah, we traveled with breaking convention. We went on a little tour and trying to think about all the different things that you that, that I've done I, I did I did loads um mm. but and, and I felt bad that I never like ventured out of London because then after leaving London and coming back to Wales that's the time where I had to venture out and I met all the people in South Wales like Tommy Boost and I met Didge and obviously Rachel and Jamie but I, I think I'd come across Jamie actually in London in my London days um and then obviously going to Bristol and then I've gone to loads of different events recently because you have to travel outside of where you're from to keep, you know, inspired and stuff. And then I bring the inspiration back here and then teach and train with whoever wants to train with me, really. It's kind of like a here in Aberystwyth, it's like a, a revolving door of people that I have to train with and that I teach. Um, because it's such a transient town so a lot of students have like gone off and I have got two good success well no three really like prominent success stories where I've trained people and they've gone off um, to become very successful in the breaking world and I think that's like because of my age that's the main success that I've had at the moment in Wales is just inspiring other people because I'm old I always want to be able to dance and break. So I've got to be careful how, because I'm 40 now, I've got to be careful how I train and really aware of my body and it's and respectful of it. So I don't battle 
uh, events because I normally don't have a good hour to warm up like I um, judged for uh, Rachel and Jamie at an event in in the valleys um, I can't remember exactly where it was and I didn't realize um, like B-Boy Sheku like turned up and like loads of really amazing breakers and I had to judge them and obviously they wanted me to throw down and to like show what I could do but because I hadn't I hadn't had like a good hour to like warm up. I'd literally driven through like a really tense journey from Aberystwyth through the mountains and not, and I was really stiff and I've done that before. I've done, I've done, I've gone to dance before after not warming up and that's when I injure myself. So that's a real like big part of like my breaking at the moment is being really aware and careful about how, when I throw down, I can't just rock up and be like, right, let's, let's get ready to battle. Like I used to be back in the day. Right. Is there a trick, with that being said, to aging and maturing as a breaker? Do you have any advice? Oh, my God. Yeah. So like the only way. So I'm a big I'm a big advocate of yoga. Like I, I do yoga every day. It's the only way I'd be, I can do everything, all of the moves, everything that I've always been able to do. If I didn't do yoga, I'd be an absolute crumpled mess. Like really, like I have to be really aware of my body. I have to be really aware of what I eat, how much I sleep, really disciplined with like, like I said, like I can't just turn up and just throw down. Like I need to be warm. I need to be, cause I really want longevity. I really mm. love dancing and so I can't sometimes the ego takes over and you're like oh, I have to prove myself but no really if you love what you do you have to be really respectful of your body and I've learned that obviously through maturity and yoga as well I think the, the yoga that I do is um, Ashtanga yoga so it's quite an intense one but I think any yoga is great because it's just all it is is stretching and maintaining your muscles so it is really very much a push and pull between a body and a mental and a mind you're talking about when you're breaking. Yeah. You mentioned London, you mentioned Bristol, and of course we're talking about Wales. Do you see any correlations between Wales, Bristol and London in terms of style and distinction or ambition and drive? Yeah, so I think with that, They've all, they've got three completely different energies and you have to, I feel like you have to dip in and out of the three. Like I need to go to London to feel inspired, but then I need to be back in Wales to have my, to have a nice clear mind. I feel like when, I feel like it's really important as a, as a breaker to travel to different areas, to see, to just keep, it's all about spreading the knowledge, isn't it? That's, that's what hip hop is about. It's about like sp spreading the love and like the, so the more you travel in between the two. So like, obviously London is super competitive and the energy is high, which is great for a little time, but then you know, it's for a certain type of person and a certain age again, I reckon. Um, Bristol is, oh, it's got a great scene. Um, so my partner um, lived in Bristol and I used to travel down and it's got, I, I feel like Bristol scene has got like a bit of both. It's got like a bit of chill and a bit of like competition because there's a lot of breakers that come from Bristol and it's such a cool city. I think it's 
Mm. Yeah, I really love Bristol. And then it's got a big Welsh connect as well, isn't it? You can just you can be in Newport or Cardiff and just quickly hop over to a training session in Bristol, which is really right. cool. So there's a lot of breakers that live in mainly South Wales that train in, in Bristol and stuff. Um, I just think it's just really important for us all just to keep on moving around. You know, there's guys in the Midlands, everywhere. It's really important. I didn't realise that when I was in London so because I was so wrapped up in the scene there. But now I've, you know, taken... And because I was mainly... In, like I was I was a breaker, but I was always into the street scene as well, um, street dance world. Um, but I think it is really important for someone who lives in any of those areas or any, in a, any areas to keep on moving about and going to different areas to connect, to inspire, to meet, to battle, um, yeah, just to keep the scene moving. For sure, for sure. So what is it that you've learned from navigating a breaking circuit and sharing this creative space and dancing with people with multiple different styles across the UK? Yeah, so I suppose what I've learned is that it's really important in dance and the best thing that breaking has given me is like freedom in dance so I come back I've come back to ABBA and because this is where I grew up till I was 10 um, and there's always been a dance school here and there's always been a love of like street dance and like the well it's, it's the coolest style isn't it breaking and streets it's always going to be the coolest style. So people are always going to yeah. love it. Um, but in the dance school here, it's very restricted. And that's going probably the same. That's the same for lots of dance schools. They're so restricted. They're so like graded and like formal. And you have to do this and you have to be that. But then obviously like breaking and street, it allows you to be who you want to be to look however you want to look and like to express yourself with freedom. And I think that's so important. There's so many mums that come up to me and go, oh, I'm going to sign my kid up with your class. They're just not on, you know, they're not on the, the whole group. They don't want to be graded. They don't want to be judged. Kids and young people are constantly judged, aren't they? All through school, we have to like mark them. Yeah. And that's, it's really it's, it's intense isn't it it's just stressful and so the best thing about breaking is that it's just so freeing like once you learn the basics obviously you need to know you know your history and the basics um but from then you can just really express yourself and I think that's the most important thing within dance for people to feel free and comfortable so, yeah, that's and of course that competition that competing it starts with yourself in the beginning doesn't it yeah and building your your own like owning your style building yourself and your confidence and then once you feel com comfortable within yourself and confident and and you know like what you have you have something then battling is yeah the next the next level so I had my two um like success stories are uh, uh, b-boy McLean and B-Boy Jude, they came to me when they were like nine and ten and their mums um, homeschooled them. They lived in like mid Wales. Um, and I suppose I was like a PE teacher for them because they yeah went to lots of different things through their homeschool. They were lucky to have that. And um, I trained them for like three years. I mean, now, like 
b-boy mclean is like and, and b-boy jude they're both like really well known in the scene and they went to they connected me with all the people in like tommy boost and Didge and all the people in south wales and stuff because they once they learned everything they could learn from me they went on and and now they're like yeah they've done that. spreading their wings yeah they're international players like it's it's so cool so i passed on stuff i feel like they're like my best kind of i've inspired them the best and they went on to do great things and i'm so like proud of them because i just tried to instill like real confidence from the start real free make everything really fun um yeah how do you go about that training teaching kids versus teaching adults is there a is there a big difference yeah so it's just such different energies isn't it with kids they're just so enthusiastic they've got no inhibitions they're just up for a laugh straight away um and I feel like you, you know you can push them more as well um they're easier to I don't know to inspire I feel like just because life as an adult can just be just get you down man <laughs> um but obviously you can get some really like um the same with adults it depends it depends on the soul isn't it really like you can get like some adults that have like young still like young young souls that are just like really yeah. on it as well but they just have their like muscles or a little injury or you know like it's breaking is for is for young people isn't it just because it's so physically demanding um and you know and you've got to really like train you've got to have the right you've got to have the right body for it as well I think I mean everybody anybody can do it but there's just levels to it um if you have had a like gymnasticky kind of uh, maybe circus or martial arts background you're going to understand your body so much more and the balance and the muscles and the flexibility is going to already be there which is just going to give you like <clears throat> like a, a a start a head start um and with adults like obviously like if they're if they're coming from maybe a you know really intense physical background not so much gym but more because you need flexibility as well as strength um I do prefer teaching children young kids from about the age of like nine upwards just because they're just really like enthusiastic and easy to be around and just whereas adults have like uh, yeah they're just it's just life isn't it It can just have a toll on you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> absolutely and, uh, cynical and stuff and like <laughs> but um yeah I think I've got quite a playful young energy like I always yeah so I think and lots of people have said that so I just I do connect with young people very easily because I don't I don't take myself seriously but I think that's just because of the breaking as well breaking as, as a culture I mean you you have to take yourself really seriously and have like you know quite a strong sense of self but then you have to be really playful because it's a very kind of like playful art so yeah what about yourself as a kid take me back to you back in the day learning yourself where were you typically training and what is it that sticks out most about those years ah well this is interesting because I didn't learn any breaking until I was like 21 interesting so so I just did because I was in um because I was in Aberystwyth there was nothing here there was we didn't even have a dance school there was just like it was just um 
a, a like a shed at the bottom of the hill literally it was all cabin <laughs> or whatever at the bottom of a hill that had like very um strict ballet and maybe modern and tap and I just was not about that I was very like like I liked being free I was quite a wild wild child um I did a bit of gymnastics in school and just because I was good at it I was like oh thank god I'm good at something I'll I'll do <laughs> um in school because I wasn't very uh, academic um so yeah I just used to do anything I used, I love PE because it was mainly like just gymnastics and you know I can just flip about and I, I just had a natural ability to do that which was great obviously when I started to learn to break because I, I loved anything like you know upside down spinning flipping um but yeah I had no teacher up until I moved well I saw it a little bit in, in Bristol um but I didn't really train it fully until I went to London at 21 so yeah I was a really late late starter which is why you know I I am where I am and I only kind of trained it really intensely for like eight years um and then moved and then I was 30 well nearly 30 and so then I trained other people rather than pursued it myself just because of my age um so yeah no no training as a as a young person It's gutting because I, I, you know, I'd have, I would have loved to have someone like me in Aberystwyth training me. That would have been amazing. <laughs> you're almost reliving that experience now with these kids you're teaching today. Is there anybody who would have been closest to a mentor in London for you back then during those early years? Um, because they were like Mario, um, probably and Stella, bigger Lyra, um she they were in west west london is where i normally trained i just went to and donna d um we used to train together obviously she did throw down um who else is a guy called dom um i trained at so many different places and i'm i mainly just kind of so i never really had a mentor i had people who wanted to be my mentors like Toby D and um Perez as well um and B-Boy Perverse wanted to wanted to train me but I just I didn't want anybody like I wanted to constantly mix I don't know I just I just wanted to be free so I didn't have a mentor I went to Sananda's classes um I trained at London Bridge, I trained at Southbank, I trained at Harrow Club. Um, I trained um, with obviously my my street crew um, and at Trocadero was probably the main place that I trained where I trained with so many different people. Like people would come from all over the world and I would just make friends with them and train with them. And that was the nicest thing. And then, then I had like a little busking crew um this was like a long time ago now like 15 years ago so it's, it is difficult to actually remember names to be honest yeah I appreciate um, that. but yeah I didn't have any one person just because I liked just constantly moving about and maybe like taking ownership of the stuff that I did so rather than 
like obviously it would have been great if I found this like one person who was like my best mate who I you know I I trained with but it just didn't happen like that um I think I was too flitty uh, I kind of was training breaking and I was training training street then I was training house with turbo then I was training um like popping and looking and I went to and hip-hop and I went to so many different and dance all and I went to all the different classes I trained afro beats I like I'm very kind of I flip between styles and I like I like all of them um so maybe someone maybe they were like oh she's not she needs to just do break in I didn't just want to ever just stick at break in even though I love them it'll be my it will always be my main style it's the first style that I learned when I came to London or that I liked um but there's there was so many so much choice (laughs) you've had compared to some of your peers you've had somewhat of an unconventional journey is there a turning point where it kind of changed and marked your potential yeah and you know what it's constantly changing as well now like I'm going into contemporary um I work with a lot of contemporary people now there's not been any time I've constantly I just love the dance scene and I love making friends and networking with people through dance it's such a healthy like lifestyle that I, that's and it just gives me so much great energy and I meet so many amazing people through it and I've never really like because I never went to dance school I never really paid much money ever to you know courses or people or anything and then it's always been an exchange of energies which is mm. what I, I really really love that's why like now I'm setting up and I have always done this like trained with people for free trained if so if I'm vibing with someone we're gonna find a space and we're gonna train for free and like I just you know want to give back obviously because people did that to me I just paid a pound or whatever Trocadero was free and we exchanged movements and people just like jamming with me and you know teaching me stuff just because and I love that freeness about it um and it's just been like a, a kind of a wave that's carried on through different styles but I'll always have my breaking as something to to give back to other people that want to train with me like it's always been a lovely exchange of like without money currency this is very much therapy for you isn't it yeah 100 percent. oh my gosh you know I I could have gone off the rails otherwise and I'm sure that's a, a true story for lots of dancers um and people when they find like physical something physical that they like doing it helps their mental for sure and with I'm so blessed with hip-hop because it's got the bar it's just the best community and culture and vibes ever it comes from you know so much like struggle but it it's like just beautiful that it's the most popular culture now and it's just all love isn't it coming from an all-female crew when you think about representation you know back then and now and breaking how has that space changed in your opinion oh my god it's changed so much it is so cool to see like so many awesome females completely owning their stuff like back when I started there was like you could count the amount of b-girls on your hand on the one hand and so and it was like it was Sananda's classes 
that I went to, but I remember I brought, I was doing some music videos at the time and I brought a couple of music video girls because they were like, oh yeah, we want to learn breaking as well. But they were like dressed a little bit wrong and like didn't <laughs> have the right. And the girl, the bitchiness of the girls back then, oh, it was not inclusive at all. In fact, the vibe was like, oh, yeah, it was so competitive. And I don't mean to blame the guys, but <laughs> it was like, I don't know. I just think that the guys were constantly comparing the girls and it was just a hard space for, and I'm sure this is the same for lots of like extreme sports where it's very male dominated, that it's just, it was just hard to, to get respect. And that's just, you know, how things were because of the past and stuff, isn't it? Um, yeah. And now, and now it's just like so many girls are like representing and there's just, yeah, you can be, however you want to be as well you don't have to dress like a boy and dance like a boy you can dance like a girl now which is like it's just amazing I follow so many amazing b-girls and they're like yeah the scene isn't it's on it's on fire for girls at the moment so it's it's really lovely to see it really is talk about some of those b-girls coming up right now that people should know about um okay I mean there's quite a few from Cardiff I'm going to be um, judging a battle for um, Avant Cymru for Rachel and Jamie. Um, it's on the 18th of June. It's the Earth Sport, Extreme Sports Day in the Millennium. Um, that place. And um, it's uh, <laughs> this. Yeah, I can't remember their names, but there's loads of really amazing B-girls I know that have been, like, coming up through a couple of last events that I um, judged at. Um, they're going to be, yeah, I can't wait to see their progression after a year. Um, it's just great because they've got so many girls to look look up to, like, world, you know, worldwide now. Like, one of my favourites is B-girl um, Gilu, but she doesn't need, she's not, she's not coming up. She's, like like rocking it she's like literally yeah awesome and yeah. mad max as well like i love those girls they're literally fire and i love that how they're like yeah mad max does like modeling and stuff and she and and beagle vanessa oh there's so many that are like huge that like really own their like being a girl and being like feminine and yeah just doing their girl stuff and rocking and smashing the breaking as well Love um, to see it. So it's great for that girls have so many other girls now to look up to. That's just yeah, the best thing. Um, very different from from my time. <laughs> what does the future of breaking in Wales look like? Where is it going in your opinion? Oh my god, it's like I think it's gonna it's popping off. Like, especially the more people that hold jams, I think like having stuff to go to is really important, isn't it? I mean, that's why I had like a crew here in ABBA and um I had the two homeschool guys that I, I spoke about earlier. Um, but the rest of the kids, it kind of when they got to like 14, 15, or maybe even younger than that they started to lose interest because it was just so far for them to travel to any battle. It's like two hours to Cardiff from here, well, over two hours, and all the battles and stuff happen um, in South Wales. So it's it's difficult to create a scene here in a transient town, but I, but I think with what Rachel and Jamie are doing, 
they're holding loads of amazing battles and like getting the eras you know involved they have that yearly thing with the extreme sports that's such a cool idea to have breaking and um bmx and skating in all one kind of um <clears throat> competition that's you know and i think with the olympics obviously that's gonna blow up breaking as well and um yeah it's just going to get bigger and bigger isn't it I think just because it's going to be more and more commercial and like televised um so there's going to be more and more people wanting to do it which is great for us who want to teach it it's you know it's going to be it's just going to create more and more interest and more and more work hi my name is Jamie Berry aka b-boy Flexton um when I started breaking um it was a place for me to express myself and a place for me to um escape my thoughts um i struggle with depression and i've got dyspraxia and adhd um which is quite normal um for neurodiverse people to have those three linked together um and i kind of fell into it um with my dyspraxia i was going through physiotherapy when I was a kid and the um, physio told my mom there was no point in getting me involved in any sport or dance as I'd never have any coordination or rhythm. Um, but comments like that made me more determined to push myself. So I started free running. And then one day when I was running through the town centre, I saw Banks and Super J. Um, and then just saw that and was like, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm Rachel, um, aka Beep Girl Welsh Poppy. Um, I started dancing really young. It was um, something that I found quite therapeutic. I have autism, so it was somewhere that I could actually communicate with people without having to be verbal. Um, I think which is something that's quite freeing, um, freeing for me. Um, and it was somewhere that potentially I was getting sort of like maybe recognised for just being like good at dancing so it was sort of like it wasn't standing out for being different um i found breaking when i started training i got got accepted and was traveling to be part of swindon youth and they had um a break-in session led by banksy and it was only for the boys we weren't allowed to uh go to the classes so i was really gutted so i used to try and go to the um the clubs where they were like throwing down in the night but all the girls had to go in in heels um it was even harder to sort of like try and pick it up but um there was a girl there b girl Libby, and she was amazing like she could throw down in six six inch heels like she's she's a legend like i definitely was inspired to sort of be able to do what she could do in the in the future i kind of got into hip-hop more then with um with locking i started doing training i was traveling down to london and training with jimmy Williams. so i kind of got into to um hip hop in that in that way and never look back really. I'm Michael, also known as Silence. Uh, I'm from Birmingham. Been breaking since 2001 officially. Um, like was actually taught an actual six step and what the name of the moves were, and then from there, which was from Steady. Um, I'm an 80s baby, so breaking's been around 
in my life, all my life, seen the movies and all the hip hop movies and all that stuff, Wild Style, Breaking, um, the rest of them. <laughs> um, yeah. And literally grew up with hip hop, lived hip hop all my life. Was always into heavy into sport, but I never really liked sports the way they do it in this country because there's no music with it, there's no there's no culture with it growing up. So I was always always caught by myself at times in the park with the set headphones on, the walkman and playing whatever, football, basketball, even cricket by myself, just jamming out to music. So Fast forward now, ditching school and everything like that, getting into martial arts and then finally finding people that actually break and in the scene from linking up with people in Capoeira in Birmingham like that. Like for me, it's like there's an older generation that were breaking, that stopped. But for when I got into it from like 2000, 2001, is when I found it and got into it myself and started learning it properly. And then from there, it's been a wild ride. Then, yeah, from the, um, breaking, performing, and also performing various styles as well. So natural proper and then locking and everything as well. Anything fun related, just natural for me. And then, yeah, from breaking into dancing, Performing, teaching, mentoring, DJing, running events, running projects like Great Mission, you get breaking up with Zuckles Arts and just yeah, progressing and evolving within the scene as it grows. Thank you. Thank you for that, guys. Speaking of evolving in the scene as it grew, knowing the changes and some of the changes that breaking has gone through. How would you describe the scene in UK and Wales prior to launching UK Breaking? I would say hit and miss on the grounds of some of us were lucky that we had people like Banksy who would be going around and doing workshops. That's how I kind of managed to carry on my journey was finding any class that people like Banksy were doing and just jumping on it and being like, I'm going to be there. I mean, I, I I won't say I turned up when I was the best. I couldn't even do a cross step properly because I couldn't go from one side to the other. Um, <laughs> but I just loved it and wanted all the information. So in some regards, we're lucky that we have people like Banksy. But I think the scene as a whole has been quite divided by mainly the funders and different reason. And the money is actually divided people and done more damage to the scene than almost anything else and i think actually if we put all that kind of stuff to a side to work together we probably would be able to help and support each other a lot more mm. and i think that's the biggest kind of obstacle at the moment that's getting in the way of the scene is understanding how the funding works understanding on how to come together to make it better for everyone and setting up more pathways so people get more jobs and we can actually make breaking more viable. I think that's the huge, huge downfall in the scene at the moment. But overall in the scene, we have so many young people with an extremely high potential that could be taking over the world 
through breaking but i just don't feel as the scene stands at the moment there is the right support for them to go and do that as it stands at the moment unless there's a huge change like in comparison to other dance styles breaking hasn't got like the the studio spaces the training areas the it fall keeps falling through this like gap like the community lottery will say go because it's a it's an art form go go speak to the arts council and the arts council say it's a competition so go and speak to the sports council so like not having that sporting recognition or not being able to have like more flexible funding to really make sure that breaking gets the support it needs is, is a massive issue and i just think that also like there's a massive gap in the education everybody that i know that's trying to break has ended up having to then go and train in circus or go and train in um contemporary dance or go and train in musical theater or go and train like somewhere completely completely different um they've, there's not been no specialist training and like those pathways need to be there to support support people to kind of achieve the best they can be from my perspective it's like with doing brain mission the, the goal of that was to be a counter to the the mainstream or the the current established order within the uk scene because there was nothing that served everybody else we always felt like um those those power broke yo it was it was london they were cheating the scene and coalescing everything within London and dividing up all the crews and taking all the best talent and centralizing it in one location was cool for UK's progression in the international scene, but it's detrimental to the whole scene as a whole uh, as a as a whole because it it stifled the growth of the crews nationwide. It got into individualistic um, mindset, right. kind of. And yeah, people people were collaborating and everything like that a bit more. It opened up as well. So there's pros and cons to it. But like I said, the, the reason why we, we did Break Mission and the reason why we sub UK Breaking is to give an alternative because there only seemed to be one pathway to success and that they'd been one direction and that was essentially London. And you have to be friends with certain people to get within that crew, within that circle. And yeah, we're, we ain't cut like that in from, cut like that in Birmingham, man. We build our own stuff and we don't play by everybody's rules, everybody else's rules. We do our own thing. So yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why we said that. I needed a counter, I needed something, an alternative that people could go to and a fair place as well. So. Well, we're currently setting up a breaking course and we're looking to get it accredited so that people can get a qualification in breaking, which will be huge. Um, we created these booklets so people can follow in a nice simple matter and we also created a glossary of terms which was a combination of lots of different breakers from old school to new school and even some international b-boys coming together and giving their knowledge to make sure that we could give a UK account of what we call the moves as in every country has their own name for things 
And even what we found out during this process, every region has their own name of, for certain things. And even you go into the regions, you have these little towns or places that have a different name for everything. And it's, it's been really amazing to find that pathway and that interest. But we wanted to try and create the grassroots approach and focus on what's missing and breaking that other dance styles have. So if you think of ballet and contemporary, they have grades. Ballet has level one to, I think, seven. So I'll be able to be corrected. But um, <laughs> you have these grades so you can start young and then get into it. Well, breaking doesn't really have the same level of accreditation or certificates or anything to back up the hard work apart from go to competitions, compete. And that's amazing. Lots of people love battling. I love battling. I'm a battle-holic. I love it. may not be very good for some people, but uh, I do my thing. There are people who aren't necessarily ready to step into a battle or don't feel comfortable in there. So it's another route into breaking. So they could go for, say, hip-hop theatre or breaking theatre. So they have another access route. So it's not just, again, as Silence said in the previous one, you're not forced into one direction of this is how you have to do it. Everything is our way or the highway. It's here's options. What do you want to do? I think as well, like not everybody has to leave Wales or like some of the young people we work with is they say stuff like, well, when I get to leave the Ronda, that's when I'm going to be successful. Like I really strongly believe they don't have to leave the areas to be successful. We've got enough theatres, we've got enough gyms we've got enough um events that are happening across the uk that we can actually like go back to what silence is saying is actually make stuff happen on our doorsteps and and make and, and celebrate celebrate stuff happening in in Aberystwyth, in in wrexham in in bangor in swansea all across like all the different towns and have all the breakers in all the different places having stuff going on and actually champion that and and be supportive of each other it's be less competitive about over the funding and the oh this is what we're the biggest in Wales no let's just make Wales big let's make UK big let's make the grassroots big um and that's been a massive thing about getting people signing up as hubs and just championing the fact that there's so much breaking happening leading off from that is also that thing of awareness making the general public aware of the work that's actually going on beyond the hype of what's on Instagram or what's in the commercial world. It's like there's grassroots, grassroots work being done on an everyday basis. So the reason why you see a Karam working with Nike and doing campaigns and stuff that you just are just seeing on the Instagram is um is there's two, three decades of work that led up to him being him. There's work that happened in Derby that led up to him being him. There's work that happened in Birmingham that led up to other people around him being them, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's building blocks to this and it's not really documented, it's not really archived anywhere. And once again, it's back to that centralization. If, if all information is centralized in, in one place, it can be manipulated, but there's various places of reference. Everybody has their story, everybody has their history. Um, then, then it's better for telling the story of what we've done in the UK, especially. Like they're having the same issue in, in New York with the origins of hip hop. They say it's hip hop 50 years, but yeah, I question that. 
from the stuff that I've learned. It's not quite 50 yet, but we can celebrate a 50, 50, 50 year celebration for the next five years. That's cool. <laughs> You've mentioned the words grassroots a couple of times throughout this conversation so far. And I'm wondering, do you think that the commerciality of breaking, do you think it's made it difficult for grassroots crews to enjoy the same kind of recognition? For me personally, no, we have always had different crews for different aspects and elements of everything, um, be it commercial, be it just crews, be it just people want to battle or people just want to hang out. I think what has done more damage to, say, the younger generations for coming together is ego from some of the older generations and gatekeeping because a lot of people want to take credit for their work and it's the kids that put the work in it's not us as teachers and as leaders of the hip-hop world where we're passed down to it's their hard work and i don't feel like they always get the true recognition that they deserve but also this is a, a heated one but i think the way that some of the older generations see the word crew, and I include my generation in this aspect, to what a crew is for the younger ones, is different. And I think it's changed over the years. Maybe that's through some of the older generations who took themselves away from the scene to go and heal and take care of themselves and then have come back where some of the breakers may have slipped through the gaps or just things evolving the way they are. I think there's a different mentality and understanding of what crews are. I think the word recognition is different for, for us as well. Like for like me, recognition just means being allowed to have a space in your own community and make sure that like the younger generation have access to breaking by kind of recognizing that this is something that can take place in a leisure center or that can take place on a stage in your local community. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to always have to have the limelight in the mainstream news or they have to be like on a big national tour or it has to be in a massive competition. Like it's about everyday hip hoppers, the hip hop culture, having a place to come together, train and just like, benefit from breaking for it's for our own mental health for our own fitness and for our own like opportunity just to throw down and express ourselves so it's like recognizing the fact that actually we want to live our lives by the benefits of hip-hop and just recognizing that we need that so i think that's what i what i mean by recognition it's just want to be recognized we want to be given that opportunity because of i think especially for the young girls i mean i, I remember having to learn in a club I shouldn't have been there probably i was like 14 15 in places that i shouldn't i shouldn't have been in. and i don't want that for the next generation of girls i want them to be able to feel like they're training somewhere that that's their space that they want to feel like they should be there's pros and cons to the commerciality of the of breaking um the pro is once again there's exposure there's awareness everybody sees what's what of what's, uh, what's, what can be capable uh, of capable to be achieved and the, the con is the culture of breaking and hip-hop is neglected is 
um, washed away, is um, is um, hidden for for commercial benefits because hip hop is a rebel culture, it's counterculture, it's it's its own it's its own entity, it exists in its own space because it was rejected from all other spaces, like um, like um, many aspects of hip hop culture and everything adjacent. <clears throat> so that is counter commercial as well because with the success comes the rebellion as well because mm -hmm. if we don't like what a corporation is doing regarding humanity we're going to call it out and protest it that's the nature of the beast this is a a black culture a black and brown culture from the state and all the history that comes along with it regarding civil rights and protest movements and um poverty and um, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Ambition, um, aspirations to rise out of the dirt and progress, you know what I'm saying? And make better for your life. And all these things that come to corporate, the corporate world because corporate, the corporate world is profits above everything. That's counter to humanity and community. You know what I'm saying? If profits, if it benefits a corporation to profit and destroy a community, a community in the process, they'll do that. Keep up in about that. So it's important to keep the essence and the spirit of hip hop while maneuvering the commercial world. And that's the reason why we created the entity UK Breaking is to help facilitate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of inclusion, in what kind of ways have you guys implemented mental health and disabilities in your mission to make breaking accessible to everybody? Well, I know for me, like, when I started my journey and I was really struggling through dance and everything else, there wasn't that much understanding of, like, things like ADHD and dyspraxia, and they have got better over years. I'm just taking this from my kind of perspective of it. Yeah. However, what we've done with UK Breaking is make sure that everyone is welcome and wanted. And even through teaching, we want to make sure that you can find a way to adapt it to yours. So with the course that we've done, we've tested it out with schools that are have children with disabilities and we found ways to change it or tweak it so it benefits them and the one thing which I've always kind of been taught through breaking in hip-hop is that this is a space for you you are always wanted and welcome and it doesn't matter if you've got what disability you've got what mental health problem you've got this is your space be you, talk, move, scratch, paint, whatever it is, find your way of expressing yourself and make your disability, in quotations, a positive thing. What's your twist on it? Because I've got dyspraxia, it means half my body's flexible, half of it's stiff because I've got one side that's hypermobile, okay? So I'm really hyperflexible on one side. So that helps with some of my moves. And when I was flexible, when I was younger, that helped my name Flexton. It mm. came from 
being a part of my disability. So this whole aspect, we wanted to make sure that if someone was struggling in the breaking scene, they could go and say, okay, I have these access needs. Okay, cool. Let's talk about it. How, why, what in the scene or what would you like to see in a UK breaking competition or meeting or whatever it is, can we adapt to help you? Like with ADHD, for some people, they get really panicked about their ADHD because they're like, I'm just talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, and I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> and you just bring it back, let them breathe and go through it. And another thing which we're very passionate about is making sure that people have mental health first aid training. So we all make sure that we have our first aid training kicked in. We have our mental health first aid training. And we've even done work with other disabled breakers with different disabilities, not just neurodiverse, but physical disabilities to try and make sure that we can make breaking as accessible as possible. Because we know that sometimes when you come across as it were with a neurodivergency, when people can't necessarily see the disability, it can feel like the walls come down and everyone's kind of not understanding everyone and everyone's at different levels of understanding. But actually, the second you start opening that space up and showing everyone that you're welcome and wanted, that's when the beautiful magic of breaking in hip hop and the, as Silence said, this rebellion of thought and consciousness comes in. Like the true rebellion we have in life is coming together and celebrating each other's differences. Because the differences, which when we work as a team, make us stronger. So if we keep that going, that is our true rebellion. That is the core message of hip hop. It's found that like it's become a vehicle for us to be able to champion in spaces that peace, unity, love and having fun. The message of hip hop, it doesn't matter that I have autism, but I don't want, doesn't mean I want to be just in a group that's specialized for people with autism. I don't want to be segregated in that way. So we can like, we can use like an anti-segregation message and say that we want to come together like with the competitions we want b-girls to be able to compete against b-boys we want young people to be able to, to um to like call out the older generation and take them take them throw down on at the on a battle and be able to sort of challenge and see who can do what doesn't mean just because you've got a disability we need to have a power element of of the jams like we can make room for all of that yeah because obviously there's going to be people who want to have like safe spaces or safe like competitions that feel better for them but it's kind of about championing both opportunities so there's like just that flexible approach yeah regarding uh, mental health as well um like speaking on what i've observed from generations prior to me and since one of the reasons why a lot of us break or into hip hop is once again a space just to be and exist like one of my issues is anger I needed a place to vent <laughs> I don't talk much so growing up when when you got that kind of energy instead of being destructive with it I had to find a, a, a creative outlet so I could build with instead of getting into problems like Everybody else is in the neighborhood and I got a lot of energy 
is like doing things like martial arts, sport, and in the end, getting into breaking and being immersed in music and in culture that way, which I preferred, is a much a much um, useful outlet for the energy. And I found teaching and going into various different schools and areas and everything like that, and finding the out the outlier kids that can't get into sport, can't get into music or not in the way that the school wants them to get into. And just working with them and say, hey, try this. And they get into it and they got the energy and they just run with it. That's a that's a, a key component in dealing with people's mental health. Um yeah. Is is a simple a simple thing of being able to express yourself through this thing, burn off some energy. I've seen it help a lot of kids growing up just deal with their stuff. It gives them it gives them something to lay a foundation on and then they can go from there. And then they can go find therapy, find other people that have any perceived disabilities whether visible or not, you know what I'm saying? I grew up with seeing B-girls like Hailstorm, Libby, uh, all these amazing B-girls across the UK, Regina, so many others that it's amazing to see more of the B-girls coming through. Like most of the classes I teach now in Wales are around 95% all female. So there's been a, a huge, huge shift. And I think that's come a lot from the attitude of not all, but some of the dance schools going, we'll let girls do this now. Because there was a huge barrier for women getting involved in breaking. And some of the breakers attitudes, we can't sugarcoat that. Some of them aren't the most welcoming to most people at the best of time <laughs> but all this new generation are just the way that they've just come together to work as a team and actually just support each other is very different from what say you hear in most of the other sporting worlds where you know so and so's done this to da 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 and cause problems they're all like Nah, if you can't beat me on the floor, then train, push, work together, support. Like, even the, some of the lot that I've, <laughs> I teach on a regular basis, their confidence is skyrocketing because of the work that they're putting in. And you can see it time and time again, they'll come in with like a new combo, a new idea or Oh, I've just learned this new flip. Can I try and put this in here? Tries it, works. Tries it, didn't work. Oh, okay. Try something else. I think there's been a huge shift in how a lot of hip-hop heads see women. For the better. Still a long way to go. But I think we need to stop with the fake support and bring in the real support for women. Not just saying, oh, yeah, I support women. Then two seconds later, ignoring them, putting them down, not listening to them. 
we need to actually do the real support of going, no, that's not on enough. And actually create the safe spaces that we say, and we all believe that hip hop brings in of peace, love, unity, having fun, no discrimination against anyone. Okay, let's actually follow that message now. Because we need more people in and hip hop ultimately is a female healing energy to a lot of people. So I think we need to really start opening the space. I think that Wales has got quite a good history on Beagles as well with Hailstorm at the forefront and then like in the early 2000s there's people Beagles like Tamsin, um, loads of Beagles, there's, there's, there's a young generation now like they're, they're inspirational and they're, they're shouting out for that attention and that, that want and they've been inspired by Beagles like Terror in more recent years and there's obviously Regina and just the, there are amazing females out there and they just need to be shouted out and supported and 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 seen the other roles like we're talking about 50 years at the cool hook party and cindy was there too like if we talk about cardiff and with 40 and roberta like there's there's powerful women in hip-hop and they play different roles and not always always on the dance floor i'm not always on the dance floor but it doesn't mean that we're not part of the culture and I think that we, we've got to recognise all the different roles that people play within the breaking community to make it possible. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know hip hop without women. It's like especially with breaking. Um like I'm from Brums, so local head, we got bubbles who's been there from day one to to now when you got terror who came through as the youngest and still going. And yeah, the, the, the female, the females within the scene is just, it's just refined. That's all. It's, and but there's always been quality there. They've always been there. Um, and once again, it's a it's a community and a and a culture that's young. So there's been growing pains. There's been conflict. There's been harassment. Hence the need for education regarding safeguarding. There's a lot to learn. Everybody has an awareness of what they need to do, but of course, there needs to be more because once again, the origins of this was a bunch of wild kids that run through the neighborhoods, some must pick up kids that also break as well. So that led to behaviors that were never checked, especially when they got famous, which led to problems that we've seen. Hence the reason why we put a, a high focus on safeguarding and the need to make every participant within UK breaking, especially every member that's signed up or in within on a reach of our message is just like be be aware of safeguarding and creating a safe space for all people, all participants, especially the female members, because it's like we're brothers and sisters and we need to take care of each other. So yeah, we need to be treated treat like family and yeah, look out for one another, one another. When everybody does that, we're good. So it needs to stay consistent, that's all. Definitely on that, I want to shout out like Ego Rosa, like without her, like there wouldn't have been a female judge from Wales on the, on the like the more recent 
judging panels that we've got for breaking going on and like a big girl who she's taught a lot of the next generation who are doing really well across the uk across the world and she she has like put herself out there and 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 been a role model for the girls that are in these competitions in wales and we got to say massive thank you to her When you look back on breaking in the UK and Wales and everything it's achieved in the sports, arts and community sectors, what are some of the key events that stand out for you? I think the two, three big events that really stand out to me is, actually, I'm gonna, I lied, there's five. Um, <laughs> the events that really stand out to me are stuff like when I was younger, Welsh Champs was definitely on there. It was one of the most unbelievable events from Ivan doing flips off the stage um, to just watching the level of international b-boys coming over to Wales to compete battle it was always insane amazing um, then we have on the flip side the newer jam which was hydro jam being like the one of the world's first if not the world's first which were is powered off of the mountain the whole DJ set the sound system everything was powered from the mount water coming off the mountain and the stage was built from the wood like it was it is insane and then you have break mission obviously been the most consistent event in the uk easily for the last decade and this one's close to my heart because i'm old school in the way i learned because i couldn't afford classes when I started, so we were training outside on concrete, but Super J used to do a battle called Bones to the Stones, where you just find a bit of concrete outside and that was your floor. That was it. You had like <laughs> sometimes the roughest floor going, but people would still do mills, head spins. Like it was so dope to see people change their style and be more creative because they don't have that sprung floor or they don't have like the old cardboard boxes. So they have to adapt. It was beautiful seeing it. And especially for the younger generation, for me at the moment, you have the earth, um, which has been huge. And one of the only times I've seen a B-girl win a competition while there were B-boys in it and everything else, especially someone who has disabilities winning the competition. It was, for me, one of the events that should have been bookmarked in the UK is one of the first, and I think only times I've ever seen that ever happen in history. I just want to give a massive shout out right now to everybody who has ever held an event because the amount of work it takes to get people there to judge the amount of work it takes to get the music, to get make sure people get paid, to make sure that people are safe, to make sure people can have fun. Like event organizers, here is your shout out. Every single one of you deserves a shout out. <laughs> I think one of the first events that outside of Birmingham that I went to was in Stafford where, where pretty much damn near every Breaker from the northern regions was there battling. That's where you get to see like Scarecrow for the first time. That's Super J. Um, and Super J and them, and it's just like, yeah, you see guys from Liverpool, you see guys from Leeds, Manchester, Sheffield. 
and the, the crazy levels that they had and what was capable with the next the, the exchange coming through is just like man <clears throat> that, that that kind of stuff is just so important once again that's why we champion the grassroots because without that you don't have what we have today you don't have the brain mission doing what we do you don't have Welsh champs doing what they did you don't have B-Boy champs doing what they did you don't have yeah, too many to mention, <laughs> but that's the thing. There's a lot. There's been a lot. There's a lot, and it seems to be there's a lot more coming as well. Everybody's putting on events, putting on, putting on competition. It needs to get back into the jam aspect, but the competition is the bait that what brings people in at the moment. So it is what it is. But we work with it. But yeah, man, big up to everyone that ever put on an event. No doubt, future's bright. Future's bright. What does the future look like for you? Where is it going in your opinion? More hard work. Staying focused on the um, the goals and the tasks and the principles. Sticking to that and not faltering. Um, well, I'll keep the future bright and hopeful. Otherwise, and keep keep reminding people of the, the ideals of why we started and why we got involved in this thing in the first place, because. Something like the Olympics as well. We have people twisted and shortcutting the things that built the thing to go straight there. And it's like, it's cool, but yeah, without the culture behind it, it has no value. So can never forget them things. How about you guys? Yeah, I agree with everything you said there like i think is if we can all come together to support the grassroots and actually bring and show the next generation the power that is in breaking for healing for everything then sky's the limit like this the sky is truly the limit like other countries have shown that when they come together everyone benefits and i think if we do that in the uk one it's going to help everyone two the next generation will surpass even our wildest dreams because as teachers as coaches as everything else we always have the vision of you have this level you can obtain to or you can do this and I think truly if we all came together they would absolutely blow any ideas or anything out of the water because of the support that we could get and give it, it'd be second to none really and we have that uh we have these capabilities. We have the older generations who created moves in the UK, who want to teach, who want to pass down their knowledge. If we can tap in and bring them in for everybody to go and do work with, or we have people who are specialists in certain styles and certain elements or generalists who know bits of all the different styles of breaking and have done all the different bits of styles of breaking. 
we know of people who are amazing flippers, who are amazing at transitions. We have all of these strengths, but we're not using them. And if we came together, supported each other, opened the doors for each other, the future wouldn't be bright. It'd be higher than any star or moon anyone can picture. Like we would be at the edge of the universe. That's how limitless this could be. So we got Kevin Lee Designs and B-Boy Enos, um, who have created a story and comic book that's going to be made into a show. Um, so we can't wait to share more on that with you guys, as well as just keeping in contact and up to date with everything going on. Like there's the Earth coming up, break missions in all June, and then there's going to be jams. So you can just sort of come and just get together through August in um, Wrexham. Summer schools, yeah, loads going on.